Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hopefully Austin Tutel is listening to this show because his brother is on the coast doing fantasy football draft. But I know Austin is back from fishing, and this song reminds me of him. He used to love the offspring. Or the offspring when these, when these guys when that album dropped, Austin Tutel brought that thing. How old could he have been when like, this album oh, dropped? I mean, when you have a, a brother like Ryan who's nine years older than you, you have a pretty elevated level of music taste. All right. This, all was, right. this was in fifth grade. So okay. I, uh, oh, that's fair. All right. Fifth or sixth grade. I, I remember when this thing dropped, though. It was definitely, uh, definitely a hot track at the old Hellgate Middle School. Nugent and Nuana as marches on. Ryan Tutel, he's out for the day. He'll be back. I don't know how much vacation he's got, but he's got to he's got to be running out here soon. He's been in the Philippines for two weeks. He's been all over the great state of Montana. He's been out to Wisconsin, and I'll never stop giving him hell for it. S- skipping his... his Pride and joy here, but Mike Duja in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, as always, broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Go check it out on the podcast. You can find the podcast on the TuneIn Radio app or on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify, or you can just go to the station website, 129ESPN.com. Podcast proudly presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Mike and I picked the, or I guess Mike picked, and I just supported the conversation, picking the Grizz and Bobcat football schedules game for game. And if it all plays out like that, it's going to be a fun November and a fun football season overall for everybody across the state of Montana. Shout out to all you guys out there on SWX Montana watching us around the state. If you want to give us a call, if you got anything you want to say, you want to debate, you got a question for me, you got a question for Mike, give us a call. 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone lines. Now we're going to talk a little bit more college football. Of course we are. We're talking about the Montana State quarterback situation, something that's been talked about exhaustively over the last several years. But I think it's definitely an interesting 
time to analyze the spot right now in Bozeman because the first domino, Dakota Prukop, graduate transferring to the University of Oregon when Jeff Chope first took the job. That led to the Montana State roll in the dice and trying to bring in Tyler Brugman, an FBS dropdown who spent some time at Washington State, Louisville, uh, Scottsdale Community College before finally landed at Montana State. Halfway through that first season under Choate, he gets the hook. They go with Chris Murray, but it seemed like even though Murray started 16 straight games, he was always a stopgap. They didn't really necessarily truly invest in him as the quarterback of the present or the future. He was just the guy who they rolled with, but they were always trying to supplant him. They were always trying to replace him. They gave Tucker Rovick the chance to beat him out one spring and then another spring, and it never happened. But then Murray basically disqualifies himself from the situation because of his academic struggles, and now he's no longer with the program. This last spring, or I guess last season, they pit Tucker Rovig against Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson ends up winning the job. They try to get Rovig going by the midpoint of October. Jeff Choate said they were going to roll with him coming out of the bye, and then Rovig gets his foot stepped on and breaks it, and so then it was this Troy Anderson show all the way down the stretch, and they really had to do some unique things on offense to keep the, the ship afloat. But then coming out of last season, a playoff season for Montana State, I think everybody in the program knew the best thing for the program and the best thing for the individual was to move Troy Anderson to defense full-time, play him an outside linebacker, which then set the table for Tucker Rovig to again compete for the quarterback job against this time Casey Bauman. And Bauman is a guy that has some of the great physical gifts I've seen in a quarterback, but also a guy that comes from an absolutely tiny town in northwestern Washington who has uh, – Really, no. He had, he had no polish coming into Montana State. Uh, a really raw guy that has really been trying to develop. Uh, but he ends up winning the job. They name him as the starting quarterback on Monday and tomorrow in Bozeman, 6 p.m. The Bobcats will scrimmage at Bobcat Stadium. A live scrimmage. Jeff Choate said today it'll be about 25 to 30 plays for the number one guys, and then about 45 to 50 plays for some of the younger guys. So that'll be an interesting format. But this will be basically Casey Bowman's debut, his first time as the named starter in a live action. What, what, what are your, what's your overall take of this Bobcat quarterback situation? You know, it's interesting because I think you could take two two things away from it. He didn't he didn't really win the, the camp battle. I mean, camp's not even halfway done. So it's like, I think he, if this is how Choate feels, he must have felt that way at the end of spring, but wanted to see how he did in the summer program, how his leadership came along, and how the guys reacted to him coming back for a week or two at camp. Because to name him that early in camp, tells me that he's head and shoulders above Rovic, right? You would think that. Um, it's definitely it's definitely a, an interesting timing. I did, when they when Choate said day one of fall camp that he wanted to name a starter coming out of the first scrimmage, which was eight days into mm-hmm. camp, I thought. But that's I interesting. Wonder, I said, I wonder if they're actually going to be able to do it. And then they were. They actually did it. But that's the thing that, that makes me wonder with Choate. And, and you know, I, I like Choate as a coach, but I don't think his track record on quarterbacks, evaluating him, recruiting him, doing anything is all that impressive. And I kind of wonder if he didn't have this system. And he just said, we're going to pick a guy by now and go with them. And it's like, did they pick Mommy because he has more upside? I mean, he certainly looks the part. How tall is he? Six seven. He's six foot seven, two hundred and thirty five pounds. He looks uh, unlike many quarterbacks I've seen at any level, let alone yeah. this, this level. I mean, that's the, the, those are those are um, specs. We'll call them that. Uh, you know, any football coach dreams of in a QB. No doubt. And on that note, I, I got two short bits that I want to play you. Here's Jeff Choate first, his evaluation of Casey Bauman's talent, and then Matt Miller, the offensive coordinator, what he thinks of Casey Bauman, just physically, the gifts that Casey Bauman has been given. Jeff Choate on Casey Bauman. 
you know, the one the one comparison I've heard used a couple times is Joe Flacco, who has also you know finished his career at the FCS level and uh, a big guy. But I actually think Casey, if I think Casey moves better than than you think. And so, um, yeah, you don't see a lot of six six plus guys playing quarterback, but uh, you know, I think he's got a unique skill set. He's a very good athlete. Mom was a collegiate Division one rower. Uh, you know, Dad was a good athlete, and he's um, yeah, I mean, he's a three sport athlete in high school. There's a pretty cool viral video of him, you know, shattering a backboard on a dunk and. I just think he's got a unique skill set. I think that he, we can do some of the plus one run game, and he's going to hold up at 235 pounds. He runs better than you think. He's certainly got the arm talent of an elite quarterback. Can you expound on that, that arm talent? You see the strength of his arm. I, you guys probably see it too. I mean, you, it doesn't take somebody that's necessarily been around football their whole life to see a guy with zip on the ball. And I just have not seen a lot of guys um, at really anywhere that can throw the ball with the velocity that he does. Now at times, it's gotta become more accurate and that's gonna be the thing that you really hang your hat on. Um, but he can make some throws that we haven't been able to make. And next we'll hear from Matt Miller. Matt Miller, class of 2009 out of Helena Capital before going and setting a bunch of records at Boise State. But that class of 2009 in Montana, a really underrated class, because you talk about Matt Miller, who's one of the most decorated athletes to ever come out of Montana and he is still the all-time leader in Boise State history and catches, even though he missed a ton of time during his senior year. But then he also had Brock Osweiler in that class, a future second-round draft pick who played at Arizona State, and then rose to prominence with the Denver Broncos, and then rose to infamy. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication, and one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. But right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000. Or find them online at goblackfoot.com. By signing a gigantic contract with the Houston Texans and not lasting hardly any time at all. But the, you, can't, you can't really bemoan uh, Osweiler's talent because you know he's definitely a mercurial guy and a polarizing guy. But he's pretty darn good uh, when, he, when he was good. He's just fallen from grace since then. But uh, his physical skills, hard to deny. But that 2009 class also, Josh Hustis, first former, or I guess future, first-round draft pick. Uh, so those three guys alone make that one of the great classes in Montana history. But here is Matt Miller's take on Casey Bobbin. I think good things are going to come for him. You know, you've been around football for so long. Can you talk to Casey's, Casey's physical skills and maybe think of something in football where you've seen someone like him? Is there anyone you can compare him to? Uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of comparisons. This is body stature. You know, being a Montana guy, 
Um, he, he reminds me of the stature of, of Brock Osweiler. You know, um, Brock and Brock had a strong arm, um, very football savvy. Kind of had the same moxie as Casey. And I, I knew I knew Brock when because uh, we're about the same age. And so it's known his personality and Casey's personality are very similar. Um, but Casey's still got a long ways to go in his development. Uh, I'm not saying he's a, a Brock Osweiler type of talent uh, yet, but I think he has all the potential in the world if he keeps working like he's working. Um, that good things will come his way. Mike Nugent, your reaction to the Joe Flacco and Brock Osweiler comparisons from the Bobcat coaching staff? Well, it's interesting because, you know, neither one of those are um, amazing. So if we're using NFL quarterbacks, they're not putting too high of expectations on them, but they're not putting too low of expectations on them. You know what I mean? Oh, right. But also, I think um, you need to look at it through the lens of, like, Brock Osweiler signed a $72 million contract with the Houston Texans, and then he flopped. And now he's basically out the league. He's not; a, he's a free agent. We should talk about that. That's and, a and, and Joe Flacco, you know, is is definitely on the, the downside of his career. <laughs> but these two guys are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, yeah. If Casey, has, if Casey Bauman ever gets even... And Flacco got hot and had one of the most impressive playoff runs anybody's ever had. That made himself no, I mean, a it's ton like, of money. All I'm saying is if, if he could even fulfill a quarter of the potential of those guys, I mean, if Casey Bauman is uh, NFL prospect in a couple of years, then I think he could say that it's a massive success uh, for their development of him. It would be interesting to see. I think that what's probably, what, what this is probably all about is that, that Casey Bauman is probably the best QB on MSU's roster. Yes. And they probably both recognized it, and they're like, look, he, he has the highest ceiling, and he's probably the best right now. Let's roll with him, even if we have a little bit of a learning curve, because if he catches fire, then we got a guy for four years. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Chope made such an interesting comment, too, at the tail end of his press conference. He said, I stayed out of this whole thing. He said, I, I was doing all sorts of other stuff trying to, trying to stay out of this whole thing, which to me I think is a, a huge step of growth for Jeff Chote in terms of empowering his offensive coordinator. Because make no mistake. If he really did. Montana, if he really did, no doubt. But but make no mistake, Montana State has had some quarterbacks with deficiencies the last couple of years. But I think that the undertold part of this deal is that, first of all, Chris Murray was never supposed to be in the mix to play until right now. He was supposed to be a redshirt sophomore competing for the job right now, not some true freshman that was thrown to the Wolves and they kind of got drunk on his his running ability without developing him as a quarterback. I mean, he made his first start in college football when he was 17 years old. He turned 18 the next week. I mean, he was so far behind physically. Yep. When you recruit a guy like him who's such a great athlete, you got to put the time in and let him develop. And having him develop in the line of fire while you're trying to snap a six-game Big Sky Conference losing streak to start your tenure, that's a ton of pressure to put on the kid. And then you talk about Courtney Messingham, the offensive coordinator, leaves after year one. You try the Daenerys McGee experiment as the quarterback's coach. That doesn't work out. So then you bring in a third quarterback's coach. I don't know how a kid like Chris Murray is supposed to have success when he has multiple quarterback coaches, multiple offensive coordinators. It's the same thing all the way down the line. But now it seems as if Jeff Choate has taken a step back. And, you know, I, I don't think he necessarily had the ultimate trust in Brian Armstrong or Bob Cole as his offensive play caller. It seems as if he does have that trust in Matt Miller, and Which it's so interesting. Though. It is because Matt Miller's twenty eight years yeah, old, right? Has, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think Matt Miller's got a high ceiling. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, Bob Cole had orchestrated some pretty good college offenses. Oh, man, I, I mean, mean, Bob Cole was Drew Miller's main man here at the University of Montana twenty years ago, and then he went on to coach multiple other really good guys, so including if, a Heisman. If you finalist. couldn't take the shackles off that guy when you had him, 
I think that says more about you than him. That For being sure. said, I hope that he does give Matt Miller the room to grow because I think you and I have talked about this, but I think the biggest telling thing with the Cats, now that they've named him the starter, is how long of a leash they're going to give him. Right. And in my opinion, it better be long. Well, my brother like, asked a great question in that press conference. He said, do you feel that Tucker Rovig can still compete in this thing? In other words, is this a competition that you named Bauman the starter for Texas Tech, but can Rovig overtake him during the rest of the non-conference and even into the first week of conference play? And Choate said, hey, the thing that we discussed as a staff that I think that everybody emphasized to me was that Casey Bauman cannot just be looking over his shoulder nope. wondering if Tucker Rovig's coming. You have to look, if, you, if you're going to start a redshirt freshman, you have to just live with some of the mistakes he's going to make. Yeah, I almost think you need to let him take every single snap in that Texas Tech game, even if it is right. a blowout. Because every single snap against the live defense matters so much to him as a freshman. So I think that's what's going to be really telling to choke on if he's taking a step forward and trusting the offensive guys to do the offense on, this, on his team. No doubt. Is if he lets them... Do this. No doubt. I mean, I think Montana State has one of the three best offensive lines in the league. I think if they can find a functional quarterback, they have several of the most explosive playmakers on the outside in the league. I think they have one of the three best running backs in the league in Isaiah Infante. And if Troy Anderson's playing running back, they have another one of probably the four best running backs in the league in Troy Anderson. They have elite talent at all three levels of their defense. I think they have at least three elite defensive linemen. I think they have at least one elite linebacker in Troy Anderson, and I think they have the best safety pair in the league in Braden Conkle and Jacque Allen. All that said, exactly what you just said to me is the absolute key for Montana State's season. I think that they have to figure out stability. Stability at quarterback. Yep. Because if, say Casey Bauman goes out in Lubbock, Texas, and it's a disaster. Say he throws three picks in the first three quarters. As soon as that hook comes out, if they decide to do that, I think that that is the first step towards really standing on the edge of a slippery slope. Yep, hundred percent. I mean, they they should give him every snap in the all preseasons, unless they get way ahead in one. And I mean, it's like Rovig is who he, they know who he is. I mean, if they're going to commit to this guy, they got to commit to him. Let's hear a little bit from Casey Bauman because we have not actually shared any interviews with Bauman at all on the show uh, at Montana State it's a very similar policy as at Montana true freshman not allowed to talk to the media so last time I interviewed Casey Bauman was when he had committed to Montana State in August of 2017 he held a press conference on August 9th so this is actually the day before the scrimmage in which Bauman won the job uh, so there, I, I cut out all the stuff that has to do with the upcoming deal but a couple general questions just about Bauman and, 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 to, and to fill in the blanks here Casey Bauman if you wonder how does if Jeff Choate, who's been at Boise State and Washington and Florida and uh, you know a variety uh, Utah State, a variety of FBS programs, and Matt Miller, who played at Boise State, both are talking about this guy having one of the best arms they've ever seen, and then you factor in that he's six six and a half, six seven, and he's an athletic build with he's a sturdy guy and he can run a little bit. You, you start thinking, how did this guy actually end up at Montana State? And I was reading my recruiting story. So, Casey Bauman's from Everson, Washington, which is in the northwest corner of Washington. And he's from a town of a population of 2,000 people. Nooksack Valley High School, it's a it has multiple towns that feeds into it. It's still only a 600-kid high school. So, you're talking about a, a big Class B high school or a small Class A high school in Montana. Mm-hmm. So, he comes from a very small level. But I was rereading that recruiting story. I, th- I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. Bauman basically said, hey... I you know I had a great junior year. I was a you know a, a, I was the player of the year in my league and all this stuff, and I was not getting recruited by anybody. So he said, "Dad, we need to you need to help me go do something." And so they went on a, a camp tour. 
the summer before his senior year, and they went to camps at Boise State, Wyoming, Montana, Montana State, and Idaho. And by the time, Idaho was the first one to offer him, and then he got to Montana State, they offered him, and then the Grizzlies gave him a little bit of interest but never actually pulled the trigger. Uh, but he he had to basically get himself recruited. So Stitt didn't offer him, and then when Howe came in, he didn't offer him either. Right. And Eastern didn't offer him. Eastern did not offer That's him. That's the one that's weird to me. And right. it's like, he might carry a chip on his shoulder and be like, how do you guys didn't offer me? I, that one's interesting to me. Totally. Before we play this Casey Bauman sound, though, we're going to go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Jasper to the show. Jasper, what do you got? Hey, I like what you guys were saying about um, how Choate would maybe choose to distribute uh, snaps early in the season. And I was wondering if you thought if it was like now or never, like Choate, he has to have the most credibility, like the most slack from his fan base to take risks because they beat the Grizz three years in a row. Um, the Cat fans don't seem to have big standards on what like a successful winning season means. So if not now, then never, right? I want to clarify that the caller said that, not me. The <laughs> caller said that. Um, I think that that it's put up or shut up for Choate, in my opinion. I think it's if they don't rise to the expectations of what their schedule is, that their fans know what their schedule is this year, then when is it ever going to happen? You're going to start creeping in and saying, what's going on here? And I really think that he probably is carrying that a little bit because if if they don't make the playoffs this year, that's an abysmal failure for year four of a program with this schedule. Don't you agree? And, and given the talent that they have. I mean, I'll, I'll be straight up honest with you. And I, and I said this on our podcast, and then I got roasted on both Egris and Bobcat Nation. But And my brother agrees. We both said that Montana State has much, as much defensive talent as we've ever seen. They're not they're – not, the best defense we've ever seen. They will not be until prove it. they prove it, and I don't know if they even have that upside. North Dakota State's defenses the last seven years are the best defenses that you could possibly see in the FCS. The defenses at Montana during the 2000s, unbelievable. But I'm talking about actual physical talent. I mean, a guy like Jacqueline Allen, I mean, he, he started at Virginia Tech. That's not like, you know, some mid-level FBS school. That is DB University. <laughs> this guy played, I mean, this guy is the best ball hawk in the league. Brayden Conkle is an NFL guy at safety. Bryce Dirk is the biggest physical specimen I've seen on the edge probably since Tyrone Holmes in the Big Sky Conference. And then you add in all their other guys. I mean, and then you have Troy Anderson, who's playing on the edge as well now defensively. That's it. They still have to be, figure out a way to produce. And I think that you know, t- talent has to, has to actually develop and then play together to be able to actually affirm what is the best? Well, I, I guess what I could say is this, is that Jacque Allen and Braden Conkler are both more naturally physically gifted than a guy like Robbie Grimsley at North Dakota State. But Robbie Grimsley started 62 straight games and went to four national championship games and won three. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no taking away the accomplishments of his career. A guy like Bryce Dirk, he has more natural talent than a guy like Greg Menard, who is a D-end for North Dakota State. But Greg Menard was the latest in a long line of really successful Pass rushing, hard nosed DNs at North Coast State. So a lot of times, say the the talent does not necessarily equal the result. So I, I, you know, the Bobcats still have to prove it. But just looking at them on paper, they should. They're dang good. I mean, they should. Like if it it looks like he's succeeded in building them to this point, but they got they got to prove it because the Oshocks were the underdog only works for so long. Casey Bobbin. His Tutel Nuana's debut. A couple quick sound bites here from the new Bobcat starting quarterback. I mean, I feel like it's been going pretty well. 
I mean, I feel like since the spring, we've just, as a team, completely progressed. Um, not just me or anybody else, but together. Like, that summer's a huge time for us. Everyone's there in the summer. We're all, we still have our player around practices. So, um, I think it's going well. Um, offenses come together. I mean, we every day we're going against one of the best defenses in the Big Sky, right? So, that's awesome. Um, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, but it's great. So, I think, I think it's uh, come together pretty well. Yeah, does that kind of lead to some frustration sometimes when you know, that I mean, stuff on you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good thing. Ultimately, it's a, it's a really good thing because, I mean, you practice against these guys every day. And then, so once you get to a game, I mean, you're probably not going to see anybody much better, which is, you can't really ask for much more than that. I mean, those guys are pretty good, and we know that, and they know that. So, I... I you can't really be frustrated at the end of the day because they're on our team. How would you say your command is right now? Command of the huddle, command of the offense. Um, your confidence, uh, maybe just compared compared to where you were last at this time and going into the season. Yeah, um, I think it's improved a lot more because just just learning last year. I think I think it was great for me to redshirt. Um, learning, listening to Troy, listening to all the coaches, just being on the sideline during those games, being calling the signals and just understanding like how the game works. Cause I came from a little bit, place a little bit smaller than this. And uh, so, yeah, um, I think, I think it's improved. And like I said, throughout the summer, I mean, you're just, it's just you and the guys, right? So you're just bonding and to know each other, um, creating relationships and all that. So I think it's, I think it's going well. Knowing that you'd be kind of dealing in this situation, quarterback battle, um, what did your offseason look like and how did you kind of prepare to set yourself up for a fall camp? I mean, yeah, I just wanted you, – you want to give yourself the best chance you can to succeed, right? So um, throughout the summer, I mean, we're, we're throwing every day. We're doing all this, trying to get our timing right, all, all the receivers and the quarterbacks. So – and, and – just lifting, like I wanted to put a couple pounds on and I was able to do that through the summer. I mean, Coach Wilcox is awesome in that regard. So I think, yeah, you want to give yourself the best chance to succeed. And I think um, for the most part, I did what I could. So, What do you think is the biggest difference between this time last year and now? Do you just feel more comfortable? I suppose more, you know, knowing the offense more, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, like I said last year, um, everything was super fast. Um, I came from a place a little smaller than this, like I mentioned. And, uh, yeah, so I think um, just learning um, throughout the year, listening, I was just kind of just try to listen to everything I could, just uh, soak up anything I could, listen to Troy. I mean, Troy, he's a freak. We all know that. And um, he's super smart. So I just tried to pick up on anything they had and just um, learn the offense. And I think, uh, yeah, the game's kind of slowed down for me a little bit. Um, obviously, I know all of our stuff and all of our schemes, and I think – yeah, I've made improvements since last year. Is it hard to earn the trust of your teammates? What goes into that? Um, well, a lot of the stuff, like, this summer was a big step for us because um, it's optional. Like, it's optional. So yeah. it's just being there every day. Um, it's not necessarily earning the trust. It's just doing everything you can for them, knowing that, you'll have their back and they're gonna have yours. I mean, I think we have a good relationship, like the whole team has that relationship. Um, I think this is a pretty special team and um, I think we all trust each other, so. So there you go, Casey Bauman. 
little interview from a day before the scrimmage that he won the starting job, and he will make his Bobcat debut as the official starter in their scrimmage tomorrow night. We are up against it, but Mike Nugent in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, on to Tell Nuanas right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Television. We still have our chick, a sports update from a chick who doesn't know about sports, as well as Mike's top five Grizz newcomers to watch. Nuanas and Nugent. Nuanas and Nugent. Back after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. We've gone silent, but don't worry. We're still here. I think I hit the wrong button. That's okay, though. Two Tell Noirs, 129 ESPN, Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana, and around the planet Earth on YouTube television. It's actually Nuanas and Nugent today. Mike Nugent sitting in for Ryan Tutel. He's on vacation. He might be all the way to Seattle by now. He's out doing his fantasy football draft with all his... Uh, good buddies. Uh, Mike has his top five newcomers from the Grizz to share with you. But before that, we got to give our weekly sports update from a chick who doesn't know about sports with our good friend Carolyn. Enjoy. Hey, hello. How are you? Welcome into your favorite segment of the week. Uh, we do these with the three of us half the time and just two of us the other half the time. But I'm here with Carolyn. This is our weekly Sports update from a chick who doesn't know about sports. It's presented by the Missoula Winery and Events Center. And remember, they got new hours out of the Missoula Winery and Events Center from 2 till 5.30 p.m. Wednesday through Friday and noon to 5 on Saturday. Go have some $2 Tattoo Girl wine. It's really good wine. It's only 2 bucks. Why wouldn't you? It's just out there by the airport right across the street from Big Sky Brewing. So go check them out. Missoula Winery and Events Center. Carolyn, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. You got all sorts of stuff. This is the longest list you've had in a while. I know. I have some notes. Okay, let's go. What do you got? Well, uh, UFC fighter Conor McGregor hit an old man in a bar. Okay. Now, A. Is this surprising? It's rude to hit an old man in the sure. bar at all. But if you're a UFC fighter, I think that's like extra rude because you're a fighter. You don't just hit people. Right. So apparently he was in an Irish pub where apparently fights break out all the time anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. But I guess... He was tasting his own whiskey, and some old man <laughs> made a comment, and he just smacked him in the head. Well, I mean, I think that Conor McGregor has basically gotten in a fight every place that he's ever been. I mean, he's gotten fights on buses. He's gotten in fights after his actual sanctioned fights are over. And he obviously has a temper problem. Right. Don't you think he should just take it out in the ring? Why would you hit an old man? Well, he obviously has severe aggression problems because he's been a professional boxer slash UFC fighter for 10 years at least, and uh, he gets in fights all the time outside of that, too. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, does he ever get in trouble? He is seems he... to always get in trouble and then somehow always get out of it. It's strange how that works when you have a millions, millions of dollars. Of dollars yes. Well, 
I hope the old man's okay. I, I do too. <laughs> what else do you have? <laughs> um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in a plane crash yesterday. And this was not just like uh, we had to ground the plane. Like no. This thing like ran into something, right? It ran, I don't know what it ran into, but it was covered with a um, chain link fence. And I saw the plane, the, the aftermath, and it was not pretty. I'm just so glad he and his family are okay. They said if that fence had been over like three feet, it would have blocked the door and they might have been trapped, which is like just such a scary thought. Mm. Um, but everyone's okay and safe. And I just remember when his dad died in that horrible car, you know, race. And right. I just thought, oh God, is this a repeat? But we're good. He's happy and healthy. A few scratches. I, I don't think I could ever get in a plane again, though, if that happened. <laughs> is NASCAR a sport? No. There's a lot of people that argue with that. I think I hope NASCAR Terry is listening right now. He's gonna call right now. I know he is. I could do it. You Easily could do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two hundred and thirty yeah. miles per hour. Have you ever seen hour. me on North Reserve? Oh man, two thirty around the turns. Heck yes. Oh wow. Yes. Okay. Yes, I could do it. I, I'm still up in the air if it's a sport or not. It definitely takes a tremendous amount of skill and fortitude, but uh, the athleticism. I don't know. It takes great hand-eye courage, coordination. Courage, eyesight. Yeah, great hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Um, I mean, could he run a marathon? Probably not. No. True. But people love it. So who am I to say? I just don't think it's an athletic sport. Biggest spectator sport in the world. Yeah, that's crazy. It's totally crazy. What else you got? Um, Jay-Z is partnered with the NFL. Um, He's going to be their music coordinator. I don't know the title. It's people are up in arms about it, but I think it's actually great. I think it's going to really help with the NFL's conversation, um, people have been really criticizing the NFL about their social justice um, efforts. And I think having Jay-Z on board, they're going to have a new voice. And hopefully, I don't know, it'll be, I think it'll be really positive. So such a slippery slope because the NFL, <laughs> God, the NFL, their lack of acknowledgement of social justice and their blackballing of Colin Kaepernick and uh, Eric Reed and others definitely... Controversial. This seems like an olive branch to maybe write it, but I don't really know. It seems as if they are reaching for straws here because they know Jay-Z is more famous than anybody. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know what Jay-Z is going to do, but I think it's their hope is to help bridge whatever gap there is with with everything they've done. I mean, it would be great to see Colin Kaepernick. Can I say his name right? Yes, you almost got a Kaepernick, yeah. Um, And Eric Reid. They should be playing football. Eric, so, Eric Reed's going to be back. He'll be playing this year. Uh, Kaepernick, probably not. I don't know. Well, I mean, he got that Nike deal, so he can just sit back and <laughs> chill. <laughs> well, we could go all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole on this one, but we will not. No, de- definitely. I just want you to have the scoop. That's all. <laughs> I mean, That's all I care yeah, about. I wonder what sort of uh, music advisory Jay-Z will put forth. Are you a Jay-Z fan? Do you love no, Jay-Z? I hate Jay-Z and really? Beyonce. Really? Actually, I like Jay-Z. I don't like Beyonce. Okay, so tell me why. more. I don't know. Beyonce is just too big for her britches. See, everybody tells me I'm wrong for hating the Beatles, but now we finally meet somebody that hates Beyonce. I know. And it's the same I, vein. I loved Destiny's Child. Me too. But um, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Beyonce. I like Jay Z's music though. So I, here's what I think will be great: is that he'll get good music for the halftime show. Maybe like not have Bruno Mars every year. Was the last halftime show with Maroon Five at the Super Bowl good? I don't. It was fine. I thought it was. Yeah. Great. I mean, I don't know why everyone was so mean. About Maroon 5. I mean, yeah, he has a lot of tattoos. Get over it. I mean, I don't know why everyone 
Everyone was so rude. You should have seen my Facebook. It was blowing up. I know. Everybody's was. I didn't get why everybody was freaking out, though. I thought it was great. Yeah. I like, I mean, I actually like Maroon 5, so. I 50-50 like Maroon 5, yeah. Yeah. I don't love Adam Levine like every other chick. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Really? Yeah. I think, I think when people's egos get too big, it like just makes me, Mm. gets me over it. Mm. So. This is why I love the Beatles. They're just, they were just super chill. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Says the woman that didn't even, wasn't even alive when this phenomenon was happening. I don't know. Were the Beatles chill when it was actually Beatlemania? I mean, you've obviously not seen uh, Hard Day's Night or Help, <laughs> two of the best movies ever made. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that when they were singing their Sesame Street songs? How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my I just God. can't help myself with the Beatles. They're just the cutest little buttons you've ever seen with their shaggy hair and their suits and their shiny shoes. Back to Beyonce. When she was young, well, she's still young, but when she was in Destiny's Child in the first solo, she was so sweet. Mm -hmm. And and her vocal prowess was on such a great display when she was singing like soft ballads. And then she just went ferocious, fierce mode, yeah. which is great, I guess, for the woman power, woman empowerment. But like, music's just not that good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't love. Yeah, I just don't. I want to like her because everybody seems to, but right. No, but I. Well, if Liz yeah. heard this segment, she's gonna punch us both. Cause oh, I've had my friend Paige and I have like hardcore arguments about it. Yeah, yeah. Our our office manager Liz is. Uh, she is all in yeah. on Beyonce. And more power to her. I'm not going to tell her not to be. I just, I personally am not a fan. What else you got? Well, this one's big. Can't wait. Um, the USA Today named the 1985 Bears. Oh, my The Super gosh. Bowl winner, winning 1985 Bears the best football team of all time. And Carolyn's from Chicago, so of course she loves this. Yeah. Who was your favorite player on that team? Um, Refrigerator Perry. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not love him? Love it. And Walter Payton, of course. Sweetness. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. I did not like Jim McMahon. Again, with the ego. Hey. It was his sunglasses and uh-huh, his mullet. Uh-huh, I just uh-huh. I couldn't get on board. What about Mongo? Did you like Steve McMichael? He's, he's, I don't know He was another one of the <laughs> iconic guys on that Was team. he in the Super Bowl shuffle? He was. Then, yes, I liked him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that team is so interesting to me because they just had such a moment in time. I mean, I feel as if a lot of people think they're the greatest team of all time, but their run was so short. Right. Just one year. Right, one year. And most NFL runs are two to three. The window in the NFL is usually three years, and that's, uh, it's crazy that they only won one. It was the best year of my life. <laughs> was it? <laughs> no. I was in fifth grade. I was. It was not a great year, but it was a really <laughs> fun football year. And then they had the Super Bowl shuffle, and then the fifth, my fifth grade class did the fifth grade shuffle mm. at the Field Park Fun Fair. Wow. And we put it on, and we had our boom boxes and dry ice <laughs> and sunglasses, and we all wrapped. Oh, the 80s. It was amazing. What's the greatest decade? It was, what was better, the 80s or the 90s? I'm going to go with the 80s. Because the 2000s is not in the mix. No, the 80s were great. The 90s were good. I mean, I was in college and, you know, good things mm-hmm, happened. But mm-hmm. the 80s were like the pinnacle of my childhood. And and the pinnacle of happiness in America. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we've been grasping for straws ever since. <laughs> Bring back Madonna. Madonna. Howard Jones. I mean, the, the one-hit wonders of the 80s. I could go on and on about that. And that was glorious. Our funniest promo meeting we've had in the last three months was when we were arguing over which songs to play for Name That Tune to give away B-52 tickets, and then all of a sudden we were getting suggestions like Adam Ant 
and other like goody two hit. shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's a great one. Um, yeah, my fortieth birthday was an eighties birthday, an eighties party. Oh man, and it was glorious. The concept of nostalgia amongst humanity. Yep, love it. Is it time to drink wine yet? Yeah. Well. If you are available to go drink some wine, you should. Missoula Winery and Event Center out by the airport right across the street from Big Sky Brewing. $2 glasses of Tattoo Girl wine. It is highly rated. They have three different wines, 89 or above from Wine Enthusiast. And it's only 2 bucks a glass, so go check it out. New tasting room hours out at the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Now Wednesday through Friday, they're open from 2 until 5.30 p.m. And from Saturday, noon to 5 Good stuff out there. You should go check it out. Carolyn, a sports Holter. update from a chick who doesn't know about sports. It's been great. Classic as always. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thanks. I know you loved it. Go check out Missouli Winery and Event Center. New hours, 2 to 5.30, Wednesday through Friday, as well as noon to 5 on Saturdays. Can't beat $2 glasses of wine anywhere. Mike Nugent, he's got his top five Grizz newcomers to watch. Juan as a Nugent marches on. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. As a Nugent marches on, Ryan tell he is out on the coast somewhere. He's done no less than 60 mock drafts, so he better come back with the best fantasy football team of all time if he's going to take a vacation in the heart of football season. But we're happy to have Mike Nugent in the studio with me, Colter Nuanas, 129, ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana, and around the planet Earth on YouTube television. If you missed anything from the first hour of the show or the second hour of the show, great show today. We talked a ton of college football. We're about to get into a little bit more to send you off into your weekend. And if you missed anything, check out the podcast. You can find it on the TuneIn Radio app or on Spotify or on iTunes, or you can find it on the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Before we get to Mike's top five newcomers for the Grizz football team, Need you guys to give us a call right now. I got a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. All you got to do is give us a call. Give Reese your name and your phone number. He'll give a call down to Warden's. You can go pick out yourself a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. Those guys do it the best when it comes to sandwiches, and they do it the best when it comes to beer as well. So give us a call right now, 329-1899. We got a six-pack for you and a sandwich, courtesy of Warden's Market, Missoula's oldest grocery store. All right, Mike, we got about five minutes. Give us your top five newcomers for the Grizz football team. You know, first of all, these giveaways have been great. I mean, I would take the Alpine Touch. I'd take the Warden Sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. these are great giveaways. We treat these people right around here. We want to make sure you're full. 
full, yeah. full of beer, full of sandwiches, full of steaks, whatever whatever you need. We want to we take care of you guys out there. All right, sounds good. So I'm going to go from uh, uh, my top five five four three two one. So um, I combined uh, some redshirt freshmen and some newcomers. Okay, um, I think. This is a slash in either or because I don't think they're both going to play. But either Corbin Walker or Trevor Gradney, two mm-hmm. two, two freshman cornerbacks, yep. one from Billings, one from Washington. Yep. I think one of those two guys is going to see time this year, burn their red shirt, and actually contribute in that cornerback group. I think so too. I watched them both at practice uh, the last time I was down there for a full practice. Uh, Trevor Gradney is more athletic than you think. He had a great track meet during the state double A championships. He led his team to the short relay victory, and he also placed in a couple other races. Uh, and he's tough too. Uh, but Corbin Walker is is a great athlete. I mean, he's a three star recruit. He's right? a three star recruit. I mean, I thought he was the best, most talented guy that Montana got out from out of state. So I, I like that one. I think that's good. Yep. So one of those two guys, I think, not both of them. Um, after that, Nash Fouch. Yeah. I think uh, we've already you know, we've got a lot of guys rotating through those safeties, but he's going to be one of them. I think that guy's going to be legit. He looks the part. He is 6'3", and he's up to about 208. He he looks like the long-rangey safety you hope to recruit. And the thing I like about him is that he plays with a mean streak. He cut a couple guys in half during spring ball. I, I, was th- I was telling you this at lunch yesterday. I actually haven't seen anybody take down Gabe Solcer one-on-one in the open field yet, except for... One time in the stadium last year during spring ball when Natch Fouch got him. Hey. So that, I mean, if you could tackle Solson in open space, you could tackle anybody in open yeah, space. Yeah, let's put that one on your resume. Um, Cole Grossman. I think that as the season goes on and he finds his spot and kind of gets comfortable, I think that, guy's, that guy could be a freak. Absolutely. He's a phenomenal athlete. He was recruited to play either wide receiver or maybe even tight end, and now he's playing the, uh, the outside linebacker rush end spot that's kind of the hybrid spot in Montana's front. And, uh, I mean, he's all of 6'4". He's... He's probably 20 pounds behind where he needs to be to truly be uh, an, an elite player at that spot, but he makes up for his lack of mass with how well he moves. He's a really fluid athlete. I was watching him practice the other day. He's impressive when you watch just how fluid his movements are and how long he is. You notice I didn't really touch on the transfer, transfers as much on this list. Uh, Milton Mamula. Yep. Um, he, he's interesting to me. We were excited to get him. He's out of Penn. You know, it's kind of got an interesting connection to the program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how he goes. He had a shoulder thing last year. You can see in his photo on GoGrizz.com, he's clearly wearing a shoulder brace, right. so I'm not giving away anything. Um, but hopefully he's healthy, and I'll be excited. So my number one guy, and this is a little bit interesting, I think Drew Turner is going to lead this team in carries and yards. You like Drew Turner I like Drew Turner. I think he's a Bobby Houck type of guy. Now, there's a couple other young running backs that – could also fit that bill, but mm-hmm. I think that one of those guys, Drew Turner, Garrett Graves, somebody other than Eastwood or Knight is going to lead the team in rushing. I think Drew Turner has a pretty interesting uh, backstory in terms of the chip on his shoulder as well because when he was weighing his decision coming out of Kalispell Glacier, he had an offer from the Cats, and at that time, Bob Stewart was the head coach at Montana, and a power back like Turner seemed like he fit much better at Montana State. Well, the Montana State gets commitments from Sherrod White and Justin Colley, a couple two-star guys out of California, and they pulled Drew Turner's offer. So he commits to Montana. Well, <laughs> neither one of those guys for the Cats panned out, and now Drew Turner, as a redshirt freshman, is in the mix here at Montana. So I think that he has some motivation, and I think that he's one of the guys that's going to benefit so much from this coaching change because it seems like he's, like you said, he's a perfect Bobby Hout guy. That story a little bit like Cody Kirk. You right, know, it's kind of that whole in the backyard, but went to the cats, and I think that motivation's there. I I, I like him. 
I think he, he's tough to pull down. I think I think he's going to be good. He's a hard worker. Watch him at practice. He's very diligent. He's a yes or no sir type of guy. You know, he looks. I mean, you, body language is such a huge deal in sports to me. And he's always staring the coaches right in the eyes, taking the coaching and nodding his head, and then getting back in line and doing it. And I Absolutely. think that that'll carry you far in Bobby Howick's program. Nuge, thanks for coming in, man. This was a oh, really yeah. fun day. Ryan Tutel, fear not, or maybe fear, will be fear. back next week. Fear, Ryan. <laughs> and now Ryan is, maybe has some fear uh, with, uh, we're talking about Casey Bauman not wanting to look in the rear view. Ryan Tutel might be looking in the rear view here with Mike Nuge doing a killer job on the show. But as always, man, appreciate you for coming in. And everybody out there, appreciate you all for listening. Next week, remember, we got all sorts of stuff going on, all the giveaways we always do. But next Thursday, we'll be at Locals. Uh, downtown Missoula for our latest live broadcast. Chance to win Grizz tickets at the University of Oregon. So stay tuned for that. For Mike Nugent, Colter Nuanez. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.